listening to A Bit Beyond with me, Contrera, bringing you a little bit of film and feminism happiness. In this week's episode, I'd actually like to talk about computer gaming. I've been playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the latest in a trilogy of new Lara Croft Tomb Raider computer games on the PS4. Games are now becoming ever more story-led, and that's even more prominent in this game, which has a number of cutscenes and is extremely cinematic in its gameplay. This game follows on immediately from the last Tomb Raider game called Rise of the Tomb Raider and follows Lara Croft as she ventures through South America to a legendary city called Petiti. As in the past two games, Lara is battling against a faceless organisation called Trinity and if you've seen the recent Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider film, this is also the same plot, it all wraps up together. Lara, your father's gone. But you can pick up where he left off. It's in your blood. I'm sorry. I'm just not that kind of croft. Why I want to draw attention to Shadow of the Tomb Raider It's because not only is this a game where you fight people, you shoot weapons, Lara has her bow and arrow, she's trying to help people, she finds artefacts, she swims underwater, all the classic parts of a Tomb Raider game. But this, more than any other Tomb Raider experience, delves into Lara Croft's psyche and looks into how her temperament and her behaviour affects other people's actions and also causes a potential apocalypse. In the gaming community it's a running joke that uh, things that you wouldn't do in real life like shoot animals or punch people with your bare hands are completely par for the course. People enjoy playing games where they can utilise violence in a somewhat healthy way. It's much better than walking out onto the street and punching someone you're angry with. But in this game, Lara Croft is very much the central figure and she behaves in a way which becomes increasingly animalistic. She makes poor choices, presumably under the influence of a mysterious silver box, which is part of the plot. She is rash. She wants to fight people. She's eaten up with guilt and grief in relation to the death of her parents and there's a real interesting take on one woman's descent from posh schoolgirl who wants to go to far-flung places just to read hieroglyphics to a person who is almost a commando style warrior voiced by Camilla Luddington of Grey's Anatomy fame, Lara has a real think through everything she's doing. There's an awful lot of audio and visual material that talks about her mindset, whether she's doing the right thing. She questions herself and she questions other people, but she's never at any point seen as less powerful than any of the male characters. And she mostly has to fight Trinity warlords with machine guns and holds her own in all cases so in terms of showing a powerful woman in a computer game shadow of the tomb raider very much ticks all of the boxes who are you 
What's your purpose here? I'm a... researcher. Lara Croft. They'll be back. We must find safety. Bring her. If you're not with the cult, how did you find this place? I followed a map from a temple. I was expecting ruins, not you or any of this. It also surprisingly passes the Bechdel test, mostly because of the relationship between the chief warrior of Petiti, the fictional village that is in Peru and a lot of the action is centred around, Unuratu, and Lara. They go on missions together, they're both warriors, they both shoot and kill people with bows and arrows, they talk about the pressures they're under, uh, Unuratu as a leader and also a mother and Lara as someone who isn't a mother and that's actually referred to by a few of the villagers whenever she talks to people about side missions and the like and there's a real bond formed in a few cutscenes and working together. Primarily though this is a game about one female character who's surrounded by myriad bad male characters. Another thing that Shadow of the Tomb Raider does which isn't something that I enjoy but is interesting to look at from a gender perspective is that she has a sidekick an NPC called Jonah who has been with Lara through the previous two games and Jonah is basically the sidekick he is there to ask Lara if she's okay to meet her with a helicopter to talk to her on a walkie-talkie and effectively he plays what would be the spouse or the side character in a movie that's normally played by a woman Jonah's job seems to be just to worry about Lara and be off screen to help her in pivotal parts of the plot and that's it. This is a common trope in computer games but it's quite rare to see this as a male NPC sidekick to a female lead character. Now part of my problem with this is that I don't think any character in a computer game regardless of their gender should be limited to just asking how another character is and I think that as good as it is to have a main focus on a female character with a sidekick as a male I don't think this is helpful to anybody in the gaming community because it suggests that you need to have a lead character who does all of the action and then the sidekick must always defer to that character and doesn't have any agency. Gender equality in computer gaming should be about characters being able to do what they want and work together irrespective of gender or class or anything else that determines this lead and this co-lead hey you want to freshen up regroup at the cafe dr dominguez is supposed to be there tonight sounds good i'll try and decipher the riddle see if the date has anything to do with it right as Shadow of the Tomb Raider is set in South America, the game designers, Idos, have put in a few little quirks which I think are really going to help with the intersectionality of gender and race. One of these quirks includes Lara being able to walk through villages and listen to conversations being had by the locals in their native languages, which uh, are Spanish or Portuguese. 
the way I have it set up when I play is that these come up, the, the background conversations come up as subtitled English uh, on my screen so Lara can walk around and listen to other things. But it can also be changed so that you can have those in the language that they're being said without any subtitles or change to a language that benefits the game player. And I think it adds a real authentic touch to have character actors who have been hired for the game who are speaking in the native languages given that interpretation of language and history is such an important part of the Lara Croft universe. Some gamers might be disappointed to find out that Tomb Raider games are no longer the staple of teenage boys who were playing them in the 90s and hoping for a cheat code where Lara Croft takes all her clothes up and rides around naked on all fours with her massive, massive breasts. Um, there's none of that now. The IDOS and the world of computer gaming realises that Lara Croft is an iconic figure for male and female game players alike. And she is now dressed like someone who could be in active combat. Um she has breasts they're probably of quite a normal size now and um you know she's still the character is drawn in a very attractive way but there is definitely this lessening over the many many years that Tomb Raider games have been released a lessening of the sexual side of Lara which can only be a good thing when the computer gaming industry is known for such sexist attitudes towards both those working within the industry and particularly female characters on screen. A reason why I might enjoy Tomb Raider, particularly this new reboot so much, is also because the lead writer is a woman, Jill Murray, who has worked for IDOS Montreal for quite a while and has also written for the Assassin's Creed gaming series. There are many, many scenes where characters are discussing their motivation and their feelings, which is something that you don't always see in computer games and is becoming a more regular feature in these story-based adventure games and Jill herself was an actress and a producer as well as a writer and I assume that she is bringing these skills to her creation of a new Lara Croft character who is well-rounded and conflicted as well as a potential brutal assassin. Like with all gaming, Shadow of the Tomb Raider has its issues. It's still bloody when I often walk through the game and think I could just hide and run past this person. Why am I being forced to kill them in a brutal manner? And Lara really does brutally kill people using pickaxes and knives and a multitude of guns, a bow and arrow and anything she can get her hands on. She's very much a strong character, but she is within Shadow of the Tomb Raider turned into a more violent and aggressive woman, which is enjoyable to some extent to see within a new game because women should be able to display all sorts of emotions, including those that aren't naturally aligned with the female gender, like anger. But at the same time, I don't necessarily want computer games to 
go towards the idea that all characters, irrespective of gender, must be hyper-violent. But that would be a different podcast. I highly recommend Shadow of the Tomb Raider, written by a woman, starring a female character, who is every bit as multi-dimensional as any other computer hero. In fact, probably more interesting because of this dichotomy between her being a ruthless killing machine and her having a family legacy and grief to deal with. It's a good game, it's fun, it has all the elements of a puzzler adventure game and I think it shows that gender discrimination has no place in modern gaming. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is available on PS4, Xbox One and as a Windows PC game. Here's some of the beautiful score to play us out from writer Brian De Oliveira. Until next time, bye!